Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. As always, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners and sponsors for such great continued support and thank you for reaching out make sure to keep those questions and comments coming to info at the tons of things happening make sure to stop by our website theabstractathlete.com and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news also make sure to check out the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors with dr g and dr c and one man's ethos the tony mandridge podcast Really excited about the podcast today as I chat with artist, creative, former women's college lacrosse player, and a former student of mine, Nico Morris. Make sure to follow Nico on Instagram at N-A-M-E-S dot Nico. Let's welcome Nico Morris. Bah-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Hello. I like that you texted me and said that. I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm just sitting here. Wait. By the way, I start recording immediately, so we're already okay. rolling. So, <laughs> woohoo! We're finally Woo! doing this. I know. I'm excited. And I'm releasing this shit tomorrow. Like, this okay. is like boom, boom. Um, Thank you. This is like going to be a blast, first of all, for doing this. Uh, I always like... I've, I've done it... I think you're the... S- Maybe this is the third podcast I've done with former students. Okay. I did I did one with um do you remember Johnny and Tyrone and yeah. um Chris Gaines? I did one a group one with them, which was just an absolute blast. <laughs> and um but I think it's fun like to do this just because you guys have experienced the class and you in particular is like like I told you before, like it's, it warms me <laughs> because, <laughs> because you like took it so serious. You like changed your major. Yeah. And, um, which is just like awesome because like you really embraced that creative thing. So I, like I said to you earlier today when we were texting, like for me, like this is always the platform of the person I'm talking to. And, I just think you've done so many cool things. You just graduated uh, in, what is it, April, May? May-ish, um, yeah. And you played lacrosse. You're a, a creative person. You're a designer. Like, you're doing film. Like, you're doing all this stuff. So I just want to, like, dive into all this shit that you're doing. Okay. Um, because I might not even know everything that you're doing. But, like, also just to get into, like, how it it benefited you in your athletic career and then maybe like talk about what like you're thinking in the future. Um, and we'll just, and then we'll just riff (laughs) and all that shit. (laughs) First of all, how is, I don't want to say where you live now, but how is it? Um, it's good. We just, just moved in and you know, like, this is about the only furniture I have. So the setup is a little hard to get together. The lighting is a little off, but you know, one piece of furniture at a time or like going goodwill <laughs> hunting and stuff like that. Um, but 
it's been really beautiful here and you know I drive to work through the mountains every day um so you really I can't get better than that jealous <laughs> jealous jealous I I well I think I told you I did three trips this year out west yeah. which was in in a, I think what a two and a half month period I drove out there. So I spent probably a month and a half to two months out there out West, which was just yeah. amazing. I feel like you were always driving West. I, whenever I <laughs> <laughs> Either that or driving back. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but no, seriously, like I, it, this is, I know we've, we've kind of bounced this around for a while now about doing this. So it's kind of fun to do it um, finally. And so like dive in, like, I don't, I don't even care where we start. I, don't care. I mean, really, truly, like I always, I, I know I, I repeat this, but I, I do always think this is, um, this is your platform to like say all the cool things that you're doing and, and all that shit. Okay. I'm a little nervous <laughs> for sure. I don't even know where to begin. Um but I mean, I think like overall my creative journey had like started in high school a bit, just knowing like I really like to decorate my room. I would every year for every two years about my birthday gift from my parents would be I could, you know, redecorate my room and repaint it. So that's kind of how I was like, <laughs> that's ah. a cool gift. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I really liked designing a space, but I never knew like any more than that. Um, I took, you know, one of the required high school art classes and it was my senior year and I just didn't really show up to it that much. I would rather go to the beach. Um, <laughs> you know, I was eight, like I was 18 at the time. So I could call myself out of class in high school and I would just leave and, and go to the beach. And so like art was always kind of like something I I really enjoyed, but I also didn't really take seriously because I was an athlete and I always thought those things were so disconnected, whether that's like an old way of thinking in our like new age world, it kind of still hangs around. Um, but then when I got to VCU and I didn't know it was even you know, such an amazing public art school until I got there. Like, I didn't know research on this college. I just was like, <laughs> let's do it. This let's is go. where we're going. Yeah. Like my coach at the time, Jenna O'Brien, she just was like, you love Richmond. I first visited in one of the biggest snowstorms you guys ever had. I was locked in a dorm um, for the entire visit. <laughs> Which never happens here. Yeah, exactly. Um and that was when the lacrosse program hadn't even started yet at VCU. So there was only six girls. Um, and I kind of just, you know, went out on a whim there. And I feel like that's kind of how I operate in my life right now is just going, you know, going with the flow. And when something like sounds interesting to me or like excites me, I'm like, okay, this works. You know, like you just, when you step onto a place or you like visit somewhere, you can just feel. Yep like that. So when I got there, I was like really surprised, like how much art was in Richmond. Um, and especially on the East coast, I just didn't think it could be so creative coming from the West coast. I was like, Whoa, I, 
I thought this was going to be like Boston or something. Everyone was going to be walking around all mad or something. <laughs> um, so I think that was like a good introduction kind of without knowing it that, you know, I was surrounded by creativity, but I didn't, I wasn't ready for it yet. Um, but I knew it was there the whole time. Um, it really, and it really started with me taking pictures of all my friends um, at college parties, anywhere, you know, dressing up for Halloween at the practice field. Uh, cause I always loved my dad's like college photos from the eighties at SDSU. And I was like, that's just wonderful. Like just to go through albums of that and create moments with people, uh, which I didn't really realize was creative at the time. I just was like, oh, this is like, I don't know. I felt like I was just obsessively documenting everything. <laughs> uh, but what I majored in, oh gosh, like <laughs> six things. I don't even, I can't count at VCU. It started off environmental science, failed organic chemistry, horrible time, then switched to political science. And that's that the, was- that's the default uh, student athlete uh, degree is poli sci. I don't know yeah. why, but it is. Yeah, because I think there's no not a lot of math involved and or science, and that's I don't know. Sometimes those subjects are, especially at VCU, it was you know a really competitive school, and with sports, it was just like a lot. Um, but I quickly learned I did not like political science because I couldn't change the world like I hoped I could uh, with that major. I always thought you could do so much good for people. And then I realized that, you know, good doesn't necessarily need to be these big transformative policies or legislation. Like you can create good things for people and the lives around you. So like, I just decided to switch to switch out of that. (laughs) And then I think I took urban planning for, I changed my major urban planning for a semester, still confused. And then I did uh, like a com- that communications where you like make your own major. Yep. And I think that that was the semester when I took the art and athletics class. So that was like my final semester before I kind of realize like wow the creative world is what I want to be in um and it's funny in my mind to do that I had to go home and figure it out first before I did it for real kind of uh but I think that's like the hard thing with like athletes is you only think you're good at your sport your whole life and jumping into something that you're not necessarily good at yet, but you really like is hard because you're not getting that approval as much. Uh, people don't always understand it. Uh, I would do like, I think the vid- I've made a video for your class yep. and I took all my friends on the team out to help me spray paint a sheet in a warehouse, which was already spray painted everywhere, but I was scared to get in trouble and spray paint the actual wall. <laughs> So I brought a sheet, uh, um, but I think I just, you know, I realized how exciting the creative world was, but I was so nervous 
because all I'd ever known was praise from sports. Uh, you know, in school, in high school, I got good grades and stuff like that, but that was never praised even that much. It was always, oh, she's really good at soccer. Oh, she's really good at lacrosse. Like she's fast, she's skilled. And that's all great to hear, but you know, I'm not going to be, I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. And I knew that. Uh, so I didn't know exactly how to start the whole creative process. I feel, um, I I have this, no, I was going to say, I have the same experience. I've said this before when I came out of high school and, and went to play baseball, I was taking architecture classes at Ohio. And I, I mean, I like architecture, but I don't like the structure of it. I did not know that you could take art in school. I mean, that, that sounds so stupid to me when I say that, but it's true. Like I just didn't know. And, and I was a creative person like in high school. Like I was that weird person that was played football. I was a quarterback. I played baseball. I was a captain, played basketball, but I was also in the art classes. So I was like the weird sports guy in the art classes. Yeah. And I was the, the weird athlete that liked to do art. And, yeah. and it just, it never made sense. But I think, you know, you said something earlier that, that kind of resonated with me and I haven't thought about it this way, but you know, like science and math and, and English, they all have proper answers, you know, mm-hmm. art doesn't. Mm-hmm. And like, so in some ways there is this relationship to sports in that the organicness of, of team sports and how it just, it moves how it moves. So does art. And mm-hmm. and I never thought about it. I mean, I've said, said things similar to that, but not in terms of like the organicness of how sports is and how organic art is and how you kind of navigate through those spaces. Yeah, Um, no. And you have to be creative in your sport, like to get through it and to be able to connect with people. And, you know, you have to have, you have to know everyone else's emotions, how they play, you know, what makes them, ticked off and what doesn't um and I think that's like a creative process like empathy in a way is uh like understanding others and understanding how they view the world is is so important and you do that every day in sports you know from your coaches your trainers uh you know your teammates um so yeah it really is an organic like both of those are very organic and math and sciences to me were always like I don't know, so structured. Um, and that's just not my world. So me either, (laughs) (laughs) even though I was decent in math, it's still like it, it, I, I, I like that the organic, I like the, the mystery. I like that, that space that I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like we never know what's going to happen in a game really, Mm -hmm. truly like, you know, and, and I, that's what I, I love about sports is is it plays out how it plays out you know mm-hmm. we can't i mean we can draw up plays and do different things as much as we want but that doesn't mean it's going to play out the way that the play is drawn up. it just it you know it, it i i love that yeah um, and and i love that about art i love you know like you and i have talked about um you just went on a on a cross-country trip this year and experience what I've been doing for 20 years and that that just 
you just never know what you're going to see mm -hmm. and, and seeing the same thing as you're driving down the highway, how it changes over an hour. And it's, I, I always say that I, like my paintings are about ideas or experience. It's not the thing, even though like they're, the things are absorbed into me, but it's that experience of, of viewing. And, and so I think that, it, I don't know. And, and I'd like talk about that trip to you. Cause I know we were like messaging each other cause we, we missed each other by not too much that first like trip. Couple, yeah. yeah. Like four or five days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, I mean, I think nature too is such an important thing for us athletes that we don't, you know, we're outside every single day. Uh, and you feel like, you know, you're sunburnt, your hair is bleach blonde because of it. <laughs> and, uh, but you forget about kind of the more like mental health nature stuff. Like you're outside playing hard. And a lot of the times, I don't know, I relate doing activities outside with, oh, training for my sport. Uh, but it's so important to go see all of that, like all the world around you. Um, it's just good, you know, to not think of the world as the training ground for your sport all the time. Yep. Uh, and that was something I went with. So three of the girls that played at Indianapolis with me, we went out West and, you know, we saw, and I, it was amazing. And then about two years ago, probably by now, uh, me and Katie Max and Tori from BCU, we went to Iceland and Katie and I took over 800 photos and, you know, I've continued to use those moments in our lives to create things today. Uh, and like, that's one of my favorite trips to date. Cause it was, you know, with my teammates, we were doing creative things every day. You know, having these funny video shots to these serious video shots and, uh, yeah. So. Now I, I, you, you literally took part of my class with you as far as I'm concerned, because that, again, that experience of being somewhere unknown and really just absorbing it and, and, and taking pictures and they, the pictures don't have to be like this end point. And I don't think they are for you. They, they're kind of starting points and you can go back and reference them and use them in different ways. And I, it, I don't know. I mean, I, it, to me, it's, it's, it's so cool to see. I've, I've had a couple students besides you that within the last two years, partially maybe because of COVID um, have done like cross country trips and always texting me and like, Oh, and like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And I even have, I had a student that was doing my drive by photography while don't, don't do this at home. Kids driving 80 miles an hour with the camera out the window, taking pictures. And, <laughs> and but it's, there's something like really magical about that to me mm -hmm. and how we experience, see, I, I keep using the word absorb. Um, but like, to me, like one of the things I've been noticing, like you, you've really, um, started to gravitate towards film or video. Would, is that proper? And it's interesting to hear that your father, like thinking about how your father used to document the experience through photos, like photo collages and stuff. Because mm -hmm. one of the things I think 
just like a, a video you posted the other day on social media, it had that same feel of like a video montage that's, you know, like a collage of sorts. And do you like, like that experience of kind of collaging and how those, how they work with one another and kind of have a narrative almost? In yeah. Yeah. And you kind of said something about, you know, just kind of starting and like, you could have, you have all these like moments and memories and things you can pull from. And that's kind of at first in my creative journey, I tried so hard to make, you know, the first shots so perfect or my first piece of work so perfect. And, you know, I've learned that going back to work is really important. And I've, I love going back to work. I think, you know, I have old beach photos that I've, that I took before I even realized I was taking photos and I've used them in a project at Indie that ended up being in a permanent exhibit in a gallery. And it was just a new perspective. And I think a lot of us getting in this like field are scared of the rejection or scared of not being good enough. And we don't tend to like look at things with like a fresh perspective. Uh, so yeah, I really, I do love going back to work. I love montaging work and, you know, a new song comes out that works perfectly with all of these videos that I've taken or works perfectly with this photo series I'm doing. And I, I like videography. I think it's a great way to capture like everything around you in a more like modern sense. So I like it and I definitely like it for social media. Um, I'm not quite sure yet how I would be able to turn it more into an artistic like piece more so, but I think that'll, that'll come eventually. So. It, I mean, yeah. it does like that. It's, it, it's the practice, you know, like that idea of, you know, again, it goes back to sports. We practice sports all the time. Why aren't we thinking about practicing creativity all the time? And, and I, 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 I like the way that you are navigating those spaces and that return to older photographs or, or older works or whatever that means and investigating what that meant. Like you said, it's like, I didn't even know that I was taking photographs for something. And that to me is like really cool because again, that you're giving life back into something that, uh, you know, that, that only existed as like a photo, like a, a moment in time. But now like you're breathing a whole new life into this space. I, I it's so I, one of the things that, you know, you did, you went to Indy, um, when you were a junior, is that right? Junior. So I left VCU the spring of my junior year there. Right. So I took six months off and then redid junior year, basically. Right. I, so with a new, with a new major at that yes. and, and you were still playing lacrosse. Um, and so like, I mean, what was that like? Cause I'm assuming there was like a, a real shift in the way that you were thinking at that point, because yeah. to transfer is like, that's, I mean, it's not as big as a deal as it used to be. Um, but it's still a, it's still a big leap. Yeah, it was, 
it was crazy because I, I loved Richmond. I loved Richmond so much and I loved my teammates and everything there. We still talk about you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I just felt like I had to go home to figure this out. And I had to be in San Diego where, you know, everything was familiar so I could get unfamiliar again in a way. And those six months were, they were a little crazy because it was just like, a passion was, you know, cliche, like lit underneath me. And I think my parents were worried for a little bit. They were like, what is this girl doing? She is, you know, I was picking up every medium I could possibly get my hands on. I was sewing into canvases. I was sitting at coffee shops for eight hours, teaching myself Adobe softwares. I was, you know, I took probably so many free gigs that just to get me experience. Uh, yeah, I really, that was a crazy six months, but it was really good. Uh, cause I realized after six months that I still wanted to do that. And it wasn't just like one of my phases that I sometimes go through. <laughs> and so I was really lucky with indie cause I am also slightly like business minded in my eyes and so I ended up, I was like, and I'm not, I wasn't at the time, like good enough at anything I thought to major in it, you know, like photography. I was like, I'm just starting, um, right. you know, my friend Cam Leonard at the time, he was the one that told me to start posting my photos. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still not confident with them, but like, okay, like he's an amazing photographer. I'll, I'll, I'll do it if you say so. Uh, so I never thought I was good enough at anything to like fully major in it. So I ended up choosing experience design and that's like, you know, more behind the scenes, setting up event planning, like picture like Meow Wolf. That's right. what we kind of talked about in class, Meow Wolf and Disneyland. And I don't know why Disneyland just, I don't really like Disneyland that much. So <laughs> I don't know why. It was the original Meow Wolf. I mean, it's yeah, it but like Meow Wolf, like, took something and like now I live where Meow Wolf right. was born and um it's cool you know to see all of that stuff in action so that's what I learned about every day um and so I was really excited about that and then while I was there you know I started I still continued to like capture the moments of people and I think that's where the experience design and the art kind of collided with lacrosse uh, you know, I had this team, I stepped, not many people can say they moved across the country twice and were given 36 friends automatically. Yep. So I had two huge groups of friends everywhere I moved. And I was always, you know, I always had my dad's 35 millimeter camera around my neck. And I remember the first party I went to, everyone was like, who, who is this? Why is she taking, <laughs> why is she like the paparazzi right now? Um, but I think that's kind of where all those worlds collided was in indie was, you know, creating moments for people. I was, whether it was big or small, like I was the first person to like set up the entire basement of our house and make sure it was party proof and ready to go and super colorful and great picture spots for people. And then I was able to like really connect with people. And I love, you know, getting my film back two weeks later and sending out a Google drive of it to the girls and guys team at Indy. And 
that's where I kind of realized like, oh, like experience design is actually working out. You know, I'm creating these moments for people in my like creative way with their, you know, help as well. Um, and so, yeah, it really, it was like definitely a really perfect collision of things in indie. Um, but COVID was definitely hard for us and for everyone, of course. Um, but that's kind of where I fell back on art a lot during COVID was because lacrosse was gone. I mean, it was, yeah, what, March? And I was just had gotten injured, but I was coming back from an injury and I was ready to go. And, you know, like I was two weeks away from playing again. And then, you know, the world stood still and I'm really lucky that I had someplace else to go and someplace else to put my worth and my feelings and all of that. Cause I know it was hard you know, for some of my teammates who are just finding those things and, or aren't sure what those things are yet besides sports. Um, but that's actually something that ended up leading me to kind of a like businessy thing, but not really. It was just me picking up another medium <laughs> and screen printing and then trying to make like a little business that actually like got me through the summer without a job you know I paid for so that's a win yeah right and I started reaching out to friends from all over the country and you know one of my coaches on my team to some of the BCU girls to some of my indie teammates some of the boys on the indie team and kind of made a narrative during that really lockdown period of COVID in the summer um yeah and just made yeah like a a prompt kind of and em like emailed them and was like hey like this is the prompt um it was just wavelengths and colors and go have fun with it make whatever you want um it's going to be in this big book and I think there was like 40 people who contributed which was really cool and you know I got to throw it all together and uh it was really fun. I've had like a lot of teammates since that time at Indy give me work that they're working on or thoughts that they have and poetry. You're a, you're a teacher. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it just, you know, it's, it was so important. And I went through that realization and I wanted to help other people find whether they, they don't have to change their major and change their whole life path. Like I did, that's not the goal of it all it's just to find something else when the whole world is not your same world anymore which usually happens post-grad but for a lot of us it happened in the middle of college so that was really exciting and um that was probably one of my favorite things that i've done uh which was definitely inspired from like our class that we took at vcu and um, you know, just combining everyone's styles and thoughts and, uh, just a real quick break. Make sure to follow Nico on Instagram at N A M E S dot Nico. And a reminder to check out the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network, the abstract doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C and one man's ethos, the Tony Mandarich podcast. Now back to Nico. 
I think you said you said something like so important that I know you and I have talked about. It's you know, COVID kind of sped up for you guys the end of your athletic career. You know, and that's one of those things. And again, this is not just for for athletes. It's for really anybody. It's like, who are we defined as? And like, as student athletes, you're defined as as an athlete. There's really no student involved in that. Like, you're an athlete. You know what I mean? And for a lot of other people, it's like, you're this, you're that. But it's like, you're allowed to do other things. Mm-hmm. And this one thing doesn't have to be who you are. You can be this and that. And mm-hmm. like, that's what I think is like such an important thing that you were just saying. It's like, you're lucky that you had that the creative outlet during that time, because I do think a lot of people and continue to struggle during this time because there's so much that has been taken away or that we cannot do or, or whatever that creativity, again, like you said, and I say this all the time, you don't have to be a professional artist or whatever the hell that means, but sit down and do something creative and just watch how time slips away. You're in a better, more, mentally well space you're physically healthier it's it's just good for you and mm-hmm. and just to be able to do that is it's i just think it's so important i, I don't know a better way to say it but i just think it's like it really it 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 helps us as humans yeah and i i think it's like a good outlet in so many ways i mean there's so many days that you get home from practice in college and all you want to do is rant about how horrible that practice was today yep. and you know you're sitting in your room this has happened so many times with me you're sitting in your room with your roommates who also just was out on that on the field and saw everything that you just saw and you all know what happened but you have to talk about it and you never leave the conversation like feeling better you know but there there's like time I would go lock myself in my room and just you know, do something else and take my mind off lacrosse or, you know, why I wasn't getting as much playing time or, oh, I'm nervous for, you know, this run test. And I was able to, you know, go take, go edit my photos, go make a random collage, write a journal page, stuff like that. And I think, you know, that helps kind of separate life a bit. Cause I don't know, I feel like in sports, you just, all you can do and all you can think about is oh it's that. tunnel it's tunnel vision and i no i i i was telling somebody this the other day and i might have said this in class when i uh, i ruined a guy's career at ohio state not intentionally obviously but i hit a baseball he didn't get behind the screen and i hit him in the eye and it blew up his eye i i did not have one coach talk to me at all about that and it was damaging. Mm -hmm. And like, I wish I would have known that I could have gone and done, you know, at that point in time, again, like I didn't know, like it would have been like really healthy for me to go draw or to paint just to throw paint around, whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and it, it, you know, like even, even like you said, like having bad days on the field or having a coach just blow up at you, like it sucks. And you're there for four hours 
and like, and you wake up in the morning, you have to go lift. And then at, you know, then you have class, then you have study table, then you eat, then you go back to practice and then you have another class and it's, it's just nonstop. And Mm -hmm. to not take those breaks and to remove yourself from chaos, it's, I mean, it's disciplined chaos, but it's, it's tough and it's, it's draining and it's, it, uh, it's exhausting in some ways, not yeah. in some ways it is exhausting. So. Yeah. And I think that's like, also I'm kind of noticing like more and more coaches are trying to find like a creative way to deal with, you know, like bad things that happen, whether that be mindful practices. I remember at VCU, we did a lot. We were a D like a D one school has the funding to kind of try out those like meditation classes, mindfulness, and those are great. Um, and I think like that'll filter down eventually into like D2, D3 world. But, um, you know, it, it is important for coaches also to understand, you know, I don't personally, when I have a bad day, I, I don't really want to go shoot a lacrosse ball as hard as I can. Like, I feel like some coaches are like, well, just go shoot and get all your anger out. I'm like, I'm not like that type of person. Um, so I think coaches like, you know, are slowly realizing it's, I mean, even with Indy, my, my coach, James, I saw a big shift in him from when I first came in to when I left and about how he was kind of creatively problem solving things in the lacrosse world and using a lot of empathy that he was, cause he was experiencing COVID too. And like his lacrosse world was taken away. And yeah. I know that means a lot to him and, you know, he's gone out on trips now that I don't know if he would have been able to do. And he's brought that back to connect with us. And so, you know, it's definitely important for everyone in no, you know, I think it's, world. it's one of those things that, you know, we at the abstract athlete are really trying to get into college athletics is to add this a a creative you know curriculum of sorts or how you know however you want to define it because again I, i i just remember you know certain people from our class or classes before really reaching out to me and saying how beneficial like understanding and again like it it's not that they have to be artists or whatever, but just understanding like, God, I just sat down and I started doodling. And then it was two hours later. And I was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, you remember Johnny Williams? I, I mentioned him earlier. I remember him telling me this story in one of the surveys that I hand out that he was listening to raindrops or rain or um, a shower drop. And it had like a rhythm to it. And he likes writing poetry. And so like he, he started writing something to the rhythm. And then he, he said he noticed the next game he played that he was calmer. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, that's yeah. data to me. Like that, that, like that speaks volumes to what having like a creative practice can do to our mental health. Mm-hmm. And like our sense of pride kind of, and our like approval from people. And not necessarily that you need that, but I don't know, as athletes, you don't realize how much you need 
approval. Positive uh, reinforcement. Yeah, positive reinforcement. Um, it's really cool to see. I mean, like Ayana Gordon, she's, I think she's completely, I I don't know about her complete like life path, but she was studying to be a doctor. And now, you know, she's working with her sister. They open their own studio called Platform Studios. They shoot pictures every day and make installations. And it's so cool to see. And, you know, I have... I have, to, I have to send her a message because we always we yeah. always butted heads in the funniest of ways like because she she's I mean because she's hysterical to me like because yeah. she's she's got that attitude she's like ah whatever you know yeah, she's and, the best. and I want I, I, she, I she's awesome and I want to yeah. send her a message and just go oh so now you're an artist huh I wonder where that came from <laughs> <laughs> yeah she would love that she was yeah because she was my roommate for a year and a half um and so you know, we live across the country, so we don't keep up too much, but when we do, it's, it's always really funny. And I mentioned, yeah, no, she, um, we, we, we got on Instagram together. So yeah. Um, but yeah, also I was, it's, it's really cool to see what happens when my friends who are always athletes in my brain have completely, you know, dove into something they're really passionate about. And there's this one kid from my hometown named Max McGuire. He played at Fairfield and he was a goalie and he started his own like t-shirt company, raising awareness for mental health and suicide prevention. And it's called what a wonderful life. And he started off sewing like his first creative venture. I would say when I knew like that I can remember was he was sewing like cool old designer old bags onto lighters and making them like lighter cases. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shifted and lighter you know, koozies. He, yeah, like that. And he he just makes all these cool like sweatshirts and stuff, but it was really a way, and he talked about it recently, it was a way, you know, to kind of get him out of a bad place that he was at. Um and it was to help raise awareness for mental health, which really helped him, but was also such a great creative outlet um, from, you know, making the designs for the t-shirts, getting all the media, going out and shooting photos with his friends. And I think that's something that really brought him out of kind of a hard place at Fairfield. And um, he was still a great lacrosse player too, um, but it was lacrosse wasn't his outlet for dealing with his own mental health. and you know, it's not, so it is for some people. I had some teammates where, you know, they would feel great after practice and everything would be good again. And I wasn't like that. And I know a lot of people weren't. Um, so having those outlets, um, like you still love your sport, but you also, it is a job. And you, you just, it, you just said it because I think that's, that's the hard part is that thing that you played from when you were a kid the longer you play it, the narrow, the narrower the fun gets. I don't know. That's mm -hmm. the worst way that, to say that, but it's true because it does become a job, and mm -hmm. and you're expected to to do good. You know, like and coaches are getting paid to yeah. like. So it's it, it it it's tough, and and I you know like I obviously I talked you know like when you were here, but like with you know student athletes I work with now, it's like don't forget to have fun, like, because it's still a game, um, mm -hmm. and, and enjoy it. And if, if it's not, 
if it's if it's getting to that point that it's not like i think that's something to think about like do i want to continue this which is a hard decision mm-hmm. i mean i i think that was that in in a lot of ways ended up being my decision is why you know like first of all i didn't want to be in school and i probably if i could have tried to go play in the pros which i you know but because i went to school i had to wait two more years and it was just like i'm done and then and then it's hard because yeah. like that thing you know again, again going back to that thing that i was defined as yeah. i was an athlete and now what am i and i think like that goes all the way up to professionals mm-hmm. you know and when you know because even if you go pro like god most people are done by 30 at best if you're you know and you've more than half your life left and it's you might have money in the bank but like money's not gonna you know it's not gonna make you happy and uh it's 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 just it's a weird it's a weird dynamic that sports has in regards to who we're defined as happiness slash when it ends you know, it's, it's this weird cycle of, of things to me. I don't know. Yeah. And kind of saying how, like you were just saying, like, don't forget to have fun. And I think that's a big thing with people not realizing they're creative and stuff is like, don't, don't be afraid to just dive into something and dive into something. It does not have to be perfect. You can drop your whole athlete mentality about being perfect all the time. And you can just create and do and wander and whatever you want um and I get really excited too when I see those professional athletes kind of what you're saying like a lot of them don't do it but a lot of them do do it now with you know fashion design or shoe design and I think they're sometimes more well known by people across the world as really cool designers um at the like at the end of their time like I don't know like Michael Jordan for some people is obviously an amazing basketball player but a lot of people like his shoes and his designs have stuck around longer than obviously he played basketball but for some people like I don't know some people don't know him as this amazing basketball player they know him as this really cool designer and businessman and um no that's true that's absolutely true like you know people of your generation never got to see him play really I grew up with him like and just know that like he was unbelievable and I think a lot of people watched that documentary of him and we're kind of blown away by that, yeah. but you're right. It's like, he is the brand. Like he, he kind of, to me was that first athlete that really was brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it's on a, it's stratosphere, um, what he's done. Um, and you're right. Like he made way more money as, yeah. as a brand than he did on the court. So it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like, I don't know, you see across all realms of people and, you know, I always like tell people like my parents are in real estate. They are not very like creative in that same way that I'm creative, but they're super creative in their like the way they design parking lots or the way that they see houses that I might not see, or, you know, they have multiple things they love to do. Um, you know, my dad loves to take pictures still, but he's this real estate guy and he will pull over to every sunset possible. (laughs) And 
it's always my friends' dads are biking by and they're like, holy cow, this big Yukon just to almost took me out. And it's my dad trying to take a picture of the sunset. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You just, you can always, I gotta know. I always say like, make your nine to five art, you know, like you don't have to recreate your life or anything, but just find the joy in your planner, you know, design your planner, you know, I don't know. You're home. But taking, taking pictures is such a, an easy way to be creative. And one of the things it, it promotes, it, it promotes looking and you start paying attention to stuff. Cause you know, like you said earlier about, about being in nature, like as, as you know, an athlete or, or whatever, like most people just walk around da, 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 da. And it's just like, I think we actually talked about this recently when, when I was driving out West, I think. And it's like, to me, like there, it is so beautiful out there. And then you see like a house and in my head, I'm like, do they even know where they live? Do they know what their, what their view is? And they mm-hmm. probably don't because we get, we get comfortable and, mm-hmm. and we don't, we don't pay attention. And so to me, it's like, everybody has a cell phone or, you know, and so it's so easy just to like walk around. Like I just had a, a, a baseball player that was in my class last year, send me a picture yesterday. And to me, like, again, it's like with you, it's like the same thing was like, they got it. Like, and like they're, he's still doing, he's not in the class. He doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have to send me a text, but I love that because Mm -hmm. it's just like, it makes me go, Oh, he's doing it. Like he's looking, he's paying attention. It just makes me happy. Yeah. And it's like, just starting off that simple is, is like good too. Like you start to notice color, you start to notice shape. Um, there's this trend on TikTok that I really like. Um, people go out walking and they pick a color and they follow that color all over the city or their surroundings until wherever they get to make sense to them. Like, oh, this is where it led me to. Um, you know, and they take really cool photos of these like yellow random things that they would have never noticed, but because they yep. were looking for it and we're excited about it. You know, they found some really cool places. It sounds or, like a way cooler version of whatever. What's that Pokemon go thing where you have to go. Oh, yeah. to different, that's a way better, yeah. cooler thing. But now I, I actually like that idea. It's like a yeah. scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, now I did, there is, there's something about it that, um, photo, I mean, I, I tell students, it's like, you know, you don't have to paint like the easiest thing to start out with is just just go out and start taking pictures of stuff because you're just going to start looking and paying attention and seeing things that are always there, but you're otherwise not looking at because you're not paying attention to it. And it's, I mean, like the most beautiful thing could be like the way that you're looking through a branch or or Mm -hmm. two branches, like that negative space. It could just be amazing. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really fun. Um, I think when, you can almost see like the light bulb go off with people and, mm-hmm. and really understanding, Oh, Oh, I get it. You know, I'm seeing it now. I'm, I'm, I, I'm understanding this, this space and like understanding how this benefits and how this is changing the way that I think and do and, and all that stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I had kind of, like I had my moment and then I like seeing everyone else's moments like yep. that. Uh, one of my teammates, Jess, uh, she was one of the ones that, you know, gives me work and she writes, she has amazing handwriting and she loves to like 
like the best handwriting you'll ever see. <laughs> and she writes, you know, these long pages of things that she likes, things that she doesn't like. Um, and they're so cool and creative and it's led me on some really cool ideas. And, you know, I made a little zine out of her work combined with my work. Uh, and I think I kind of like our first, she first shared it with me and she was so nervous about it. And then I helped kind of turn it into like this visual piece. And she was like, Oh, this is cool. <laughs> I like doing this. I'll keep passing stuff along to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and she would always get, she would run up to me at practice and like, we'd be on the sideline, like during a drill and she'd be like, I have some pages for you. And I'm like, I'm so excited That's to read awesome. them. That's awesome. So it's really fun to, you know, like, obviously we're not the first people to be creative or to do this or anything. Um, but it's really exciting to see it like be before other people sometimes yeah. and yeah. watch them you know, find themselves through a creative outlet. Uh, it's really, really, really cool. (laughs) Now, one of, one of the cooler experiences I've had in the class, I mean, which is saying, I mean, the whole class to me has been so amazing. And again, like it's, it's really, you know, comes from the business, but one of, um, I had, uh, a track, uh, male track guy at, at VCU, and he writes beats. And then he started showing a photographer in the class how to write beats. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing. Like, in, I, mean, I didn't say it out loud necessarily. I mean, I probably have said it because I say everything out loud. But it, it, I mean, it was like so cool because again, like these two people were not supposed to be in the same room together. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to like really interact. But here they are. And he's showing him how to write beats. They're like, then they're starting to like bounce different ideas off of each. And it's like, like that to me is like, that's what's what learning is about. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not do this, do this, do this. It's like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And asking the questions instead of telling people. Yeah. And, and it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's so freaking rewarding to me. It's just amazing one you know one question i always like to ask and i I don't think i've ever asked you this is like who like who are some people um that are like influential to you like or inspirations or um like have an effect um you know whether it's whether it's a coach you know teachers or mom and dad obviously you know mom and dad are probably um just in general or probably on that list but yeah um I'm trying to think, I mean, for me, like this venture has kind of just started as well. And I don't really pull much of my inspiration from people that I don't know. Like I love scrolling through Pinterest, of course, and, you know, seeing everyone's amazing work. Um, But I really find my inspiration from the people in my life. And sometimes that might be a fault because I kind of, you know, like, they like surf art and I'm like, Oh, I like surf art now too. Uh, so sometimes <laughs> I like you're off track and, but it always like helps me learn. Um, but I mean, from you as my, one of my professors and then one of my professors at Indy named Sarah, uh, who's a photographer. And those are like my two professors that have definitely like 
given me a lot of inspiration or inspired me. Like you guys, you know, made me realize that. How much do I, do I Venmo you the money now or late? Is this later? I'm just kidding. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I am paid to say this. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, I mean, from a lot of my friends inspire me when I went home, I really, all my, all my like high school friends were off at college, uh, you know, all over the East coast a thing in San Diego is people don't stay in San Diego, which that's mind-boggling. Always, <laughs> yeah. Which everyone always finds funny. Cause it's like the most amazing place to grow up, but you just, it's still home and you got to leave and go experience things. So none of my high school friends were home. And I think that was probably a great thing. Um, because I was able to meet a lot of people I wouldn't have met, um, you know, from 20 minutes South to 20 minutes East to, um, I don't know. Do you know, Amanda Burton at VCU? She was a photographer. She Sounds was like familiar. I think, yeah, I might've heard the name in passing or whatever, but she would fly out and live in Palm Springs during the summer and for parts of the year, whenever she could, because she loved Palm Springs. Um, and so I got to connect with her and there's some just really amazing people in so many different mediums and spaces that, um, are around me that I pull from and, you know, push me and, you know, they come to me with, they're like, Oh, can you help me with this graphic thing? I don't know how to do it, but then that makes me interested in what they're doing. I'm like, well, I want to learn that too. Cause I want to do the whole picture as well. Um, so yeah. And then living here in Santa Fe, I've already said, so whatever. Um, George O'Keefe was always yeah. one who I, I was wondering if that was, if, if she was one, just cause I, have you been to the ranch yet? Yes. That was our first, that was our first outing was to ghost ranch. And, uh, I've always loved how she was this really like for her, for that time period. So strong. Just, yeah. Such a cool woman. And she saw things differently than everyone else and didn't really care what anyone else was doing in a way she was just doing her own thing and going to places on a whim and you know she was in east coast to texas to oh this guy wants me to come out here sure i'll go up there and for a little bit and see what's out there and ah, i don't like it i'm gonna go this way (laughs) um so seeing her work is really cool um yeah so no i i i was i went there a couple years ago and it's such, such a cool um space and yeah i've always been inspired by her because of the same reason you said because for that time period like she was just a maverick and she's like i you know she just i like for lack of a better way to say it she's just a badass and like you know and she didn't take shit from I, I, i don't know i just really um loved what she did and how She's like, I'm moving here. Like, you know, it's, it's again, it's also against kind of the mentality. It's like, you have to be in a big city. And it's like, now screw that. I'm going to, you know, yeah. New Mexico. I'm going to start my own place to do. And it's, I just really, I just inspired by that, that yeah. whole, the, the, her whole, I, you know, it's like one of those people that I wish I could go back and meet. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just I'm because, Jimi Hendrix for me. Well, well, yeah, well, yes, a hundred percent that. Hundred. I want to like <laughs> sing a song on. Yes. Um, 
Well, I, you know, like I always like one of the last questions, but is there anything like that we didn't talk? I know you wanted that. Did, did we cover stuff that you you feel good? You feel good yeah, about no, what we I, feel, <laughs> I feel good. I was gonna, one of the pieces that I did do at Indie that I'm probably most proud of was kind of a huge project and kind of like learning in, at Indie the experience design thing. I really fell in love with like installations yep. and learning about Meow Wolf and doing things differently. And um, so I always would take my photography assignments just to a different degree like my professor would email me and be like hey like you don't need to be like doing all this but I'm like no I have I have this concept I swear like I'm okay like I know it takes a lot of time but like I want to do it um so I set up this big backdrop that I painted on and a lot of my like like creative experience to this point has been like figuring myself out which is kind of what art's there for yep. and also like understanding my own mental health struggles and I was always very confused by them and didn't really know how to express them because I was scared to uh, and art really kind of led me to be able to um, so I set up this huge backdrop painted on it used old pictures from two years ago to make a cool backdrop with painting and tape and all this stuff and then shot some self-portraits which is really rare for a photographer um is to be in front of the camera and then I wrote some I used to write in my notes on my phone kind of poetry and my feelings like probably like my freshman sophomore year at VCU and I ended up pulling from some of those random notes that I had to re-download on my old iCloud and find because I was like I know these are good they're <laughs> sad sometimes but I was like I know there's some stuff in there I gotta find um and then I ended up turning it into a zine and then read aloud the poetry um in the background that I turned into like a video um so I really combined a bunch of mediums um but that work ended up so like I was just really excited about that piece and other people were excited about that piece, which was probably the first time that was my first critique ever wow. was that was that project. So I was really nervous because wow. I was like, yeah, it was a big but critiques at VC or VCU were a lot different than at Indy. Like, I feel like I would see some art students be really upset after a critique and my indie one was just, you know, not like that. So that was nice. <laughs> I wasn't ripped apart, um, no. but that ended up being a part of that permanent installation that I was talking about. Um, that'll be hung in two places and one in Indy and then one in a gallery downtown. Um, so you, like you have to send me pictures of that if you have or video yeah. or whatever you have. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, so I think that was kind of like that project was hard. I felt a little bit like one of those actors that gets a little too caught up in the project, you know, <laughs> a little bit. So I need to know that for next time. Um, but that project was really cool for me because it was really, you know, a combination of everything I had worked on and everything I was becoming. Um, so yeah, I would say that I would was say that that's like groundbreaking, like, and like really a, a shifting moment. 
Yeah. Like that was. thing that you look back on, you almost get the goosebumps and the hair in the back of your, or in your arm sticks up. Yeah. I, no, I, I, it's, it is like, it's, it's super fun for me, like to like see your growth. Um, you know, it's like, it's like proud father type bullshit, but I mean, it's true, but it, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to see, um, you know, people doing really cool things in the world that, um, that, you know, that I, there were my students like it, you know, it is like, there is that, that proudness of, and I, I do, I say that to a lot of students like, you know, I'm like, I'm proud of you. Like you, like you're doing it. And it's, it's, it is like, it, I mean, it, it sounds funny, but it is like, I, I love, um, watching people grow like as humans, but as artists, as creative beings, like for lack, yeah. I don't know really the best way to say it. I mean, what, like maybe like last, last kind of question. Well, first of all, what kind of music do you like? I need, I always write music. This is going to be a last second music, right? But, um, but what, like, what do you, what do you listen to? Okay, I listen to everything. Okay. Discover, I'm on my Discover Weekly at every moment on Spotify, but my favorite song ever, ever is Sun and Good Loving by Feli. And then another one is The Ocean with My Friends by Jayez. Okay. And okay. then... I uh, have to write... We can't use their music, but we have to... I can, I can like, write music in styles. Yes. So, so look up okay i'll go Look I'll, up all right that it's, those two songs <laughs> it's more like like a nice soft rap poem okay. with some good music in the background like mellow about. mellow hip-hop yeah okay all right i'm bad with genres <laughs> but you know I, I the last thing um because obviously you and i are going to continue to talk and you know hopefully one of these days you're going to be working with us and doing different things. And, um, but like, what, what do you like see for the future? Like whether it's five, 10 year projection, like what, what do you, um, like how long are you going to stay in Santa Fe? Do you, I mean, do you have plans? Um, obviously you love it. It's cool. It's a great art city. Um, like super creative, but like, what do you, it sounds like you're still expanding your voice in, in a creative space. And do you miss, I mean, do you miss competition? Do you miss lacrosse? Yes, no? <laughs> um, a little bit. I, I miss being obligated to work out. Like, I miss <laughs> that part because it's really hard, especially when you're so obsessed with yeah. what you're doing and what you're creating. Um, you know, I've had my mom call me and be like, "Have did you go on a run this week? Did you do a hike? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, like... <laughs> I'm like, I learned this new software or I painted this thing instead. And it was too late to do anything. It was dark. Um, (laughs) But I really think I always tell my girlfriend, Abby, that, you know, at the end of the day, like, I just want to, I want to make things. I just want to live my life where I'm constantly making things. Um, What I say always, my goal is just to have a little house with a glass like old window panel studio out in the back that I can go to. Um, but I really want to have eventually have a space that's mine and where I can invite 
people who were like me or who are like me, who might not be the definition of a fine artist or anything like that to this space to show their work. So like a little gallery space, but I'm thinking like, you know, with the cool bar with a film developing in the background, like in the back room and, um, you know, eventually just having a space where people can come create um, and helping them do that, I think is probably my long-term goal. Um, you know, to have my work be recognized one day would be cool, but I'd rather make art and be with people that are making art too. I just um, had this conversation last night. I'd say I, I, I have never in anything I've ever done. I've never like wanted to be popular or known or whatever. I just want to do the thing that, that I love. And I mean, it's great to sell work because it allows me to buy other materials to make more work, but it's like, I don't like, I just think sometimes when people so-called become art stars or make it, they, they just, they're soulless. Like they don't, they're making product at that point, not art. And like, yeah. there's a difference. I don't think that like, you know, when you really find something you're passionate about or that you want to be doing, that part doesn't matter as much. So I feel like people, you know, that have made it a business, it was more of that to begin with already. It wasn't about an outlet. It wasn't, nope. you know, to make beautiful things for people to look at. It was an outlet to make money, which is fine too. Um, but yeah, for me, I just want to make art with people. I want to be in cool projects. I want to help in a meow installation sometime one day. My goal by the end of the year is to, you know, have my art in a gallery in Santa Fe for a show and, uh, you know, maybe sell some little zines at the hotel I work at or make some t-shirts and stuff like that. Um, definitely, you know, feeling out Santa Fe right now and, I don't stay anywhere for too long. I've noticed um, two years is like my max yeah. at any place, but you never know, you know, I'm not going to count a place out just because I tend to kind of place out after two years. Well, now, you know, now you know about just getting on the road and going away for a little bit. You can always come back. Yeah. <laughs> I think I forget that part. Like you don't have to move your whole life to, yeah. <laughs> Take a two month hiatus go to the mountains and and yeah. you're near a lot of cool stuff see it's yeah. uh yeah i'm jealous damn it damn it. it it's really cool you really new mexico is slept on it's kind of like utah or idaho yep. everyone just forgets that those states uh, are yep or even like north dakota or south dakota yep so beautiful and yep. People were, you know, giving me a little bit of shit for a bit. We were supposed to move to Seattle. And then last minute was like, Santa Fe, here we go. Um, I think you chose, no I, I love but. Seattle. I love Seattle, but I think you chose correctly, personally. Yeah, I, I realized I needed the sun. You can go to Taos. Um, I mean, you're, what, four hours from Colorado, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, about, yeah, about two hours from like Durango or yeah. like the lower. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm thinking, I'm mm -hmm. thinking more like Denver, but yeah, Durango. Yeah, yeah. probably like five hours to Denver, yeah. six, um, and my grandparenting grand junction. So, and then, yeah, there's just, are they stuck in going, grand junction? What? Are, are they stuck there? Didn't they have like crazy mudslides? Yes. Grand that junction? was actually when I went through. They, are you kidding me? 
Yeah, we had to like detour all around the 70. Yeah. Um, I think it's still closed. Yeah, it closes. It's like not an abnormal thing though. Like my grandparents I, were like, oh, the 70s closed again. Good I, never, luck. I never heard it with the mudslide. I mean, the snow I've heard of. I've never heard the mudslide. Yeah, they but, happen all the time out there. God, no, yeah, the fires out there. Just, oh, God. It's like when I was just out in uh, Montana two weeks ago, it was just a thick haze and it's just a bummer. I mean, just the whole West is just burning and it's, I don't know. I mean, we gotta, that's, we gotta that's one of my pieces coming up actually is kind of about that. So, yeah. um, and like our changing environment and yep. kind of like the environmentalist I always wanted to be. There you go. But You're just doing it through art now. See? Doing it through art. So, um, well, thank you. Like this, I, you know, I know we, we catch up every couple of weeks or months or whatever and stuff, and then we're going to continue to do that. But, um, I'm just glad, you know, I got you on here because for me, it is, again, it's just, it's fun to have students or past students on every once in a while, because I think that there is just like, it's, it's just guttural and real you know, um, for what, what you guys have just gone through, like, and, and like how you experience stuff and like, you have like such your life still in front of you and, and what, like what you're doing. And so for me, it's like, it is going to be exciting to see, um, what happens and where, where things go. And like, I'm just excited. I'm totally excited. I'm excited too. That's, <laughs> that's like exciting to me. Cause I, I don't know. I haven't gotten excited. Like for anything as much as I've gotten excited for to Making, learn more and make more. Yep. So I know that feeling. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll, um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to get this out, um, manana cool. and, uh, we'll catch up soon. I'll, I'll send you a couple, um, uh, little, uh, snippet shots, like promo okay. shots things. And I'll probably do a video in a day or so. Um, okay. and, um, but yeah, this was just, totally a blast i can't wait to see abby in the next day or so and go i just had nico on the podcast She's gonna be, what yeah i'm like yeah yeah so um but tell your girl i said hey and yeah. hopefully you know like i'll be out there next year i'll come visit yeah, and my, unless really unless covid shuts down school again and i'll just come out there while i'm teaching who knows so True. so yeah. okay well, well Thank you so much for having Absol me on. Oh, I feel God, so no. honored right I, now. Uh, and no, please. Hopefully I said some cool things. I, please, me, please. So. No, this is a blast. This is, is absolutely a blast. So, okay. Have a good night and yeah, we will catch up soon. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs>such a blast catching up with Nico today truly truly a creative spirit and soul super proud of everything she has done and is doing and really looking forward to seeing what she uh, will do in the future seriously do yourself do yourself a favor and follow Nico on Instagram at n-a-m-e-s dot Nico a reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast. 
Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. Thanks as always. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Mm-hmm.